held within the stewarding, I'm hearing myself here, held within stewarding our, what has been entrusted to us, our, and uh, our talent, our gifts. And uh, we're going to be doing that again this morning. Um, any snooker fans among us? I've been waiting for this day for the last couple of weeks. It's the world snooker final. Slightly aggrieved that our little man from Antrim didn't make it to the final. Um, but I've been following the snooker. I love, I love snooker. I'm a snooker fan. So much so. So much so. I've been watching that much snooker all week that I decided I was going to go to the doctors. Um, and uh, went to the doctors and said, I've watched that much snooker. Um, I feel like a snooker ball. And the doctor told me to get to the end of the queue. <laughs> oh, I love it. I used to play snooker. I'm on a roll here. I used to play snooker whenever I was growing up loads. And I played, there was a snooker club in a rough part of Portadown. And, um, but because I love snooker, I was always allowed to go to play snooker after school on a Friday, even though it was in a rough part of town. Dad's advice was that if you get into a fight, put a snooker ball in your sock. It was the worst advice ever. I could hardly walk. <laughs> last week, last week we, uh, we looked at the gifts that are mentioned in Romans chapter 12. Um, if you could put that first slide up, Joshua, of the, um, all the gifts mentioned and all the different Bible passages. Um, hopefully this is helpful. If I can just say, I, I, didn't, I, I don't think I intended, whenever we started out talking about gifts, I didn't intend to do this, but I think this is what I'm going to be doing. So last week we talked about Romans 12. Today we're going to talk about 1 Corinthians 12. And so I think over the next couple of weeks, just so you know, we'll probably will be doing Ephesians 4 and 1 Peter 4. Um, so last week, these were, the, these were some of the gifts that we talked about held within what Paul was communicating in Romans 12. And today we're going to look at, um, at some of these ones in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Just by way, quick way of rem- reminding you of what we looked at, we talked about, we talked about things like the... The body metaphor that Paul used, which comes up again, we're not going to look at it loads today because we looked at it just last week, um, but the body metaphor that Paul uses to talk about the church is incredibly important, incredibly significant, probably more than just metaphor. It is used to remind us that we are interdependent. And in this society that we live in, this is really countercultural. This idea that Paul used, uh, this language that Paul used in Romans 12, verse 6, that we belong to one another. It goes, f- it just pushes against that sort of independent, um, individual, consumeristic mindset and society that we, um, that we are absor- absorbing all of the time. That there is, a, there is a reminder here through the words of Paul that we belong to one another. And we talked about the, these gifts that have been given. They've been gifted to each one. And again, you know, you've heard me saying that. I'm going to say it again today. Given to each one. Given, gifted each one so that in the struggles and the pain in this world, we are Christ's body on earth. This seems like a 
seems like a lofty mandate, but that is what is so powerful about this metaphor. We are gifted so that in the midst of the struggles and pain of this world, we are Christ's body on earth. We finished off last week, and it's great that the kids are here again this, this week, because you need to hear this as much as, all the, as much as everybody else in the room. We finished off last week by saying, not, don't be thinking of yourself too highly. And we're pretty good at that in Northern Ireland, aren't we? Um, we don't like people getting above their station, as we like to say. I don't know how that's translating. But we don't like people to get above, above their station. And so we do, don't think too highly of yourself because you need all of the other parts. But we also wanted to make sure everybody heard, don't think of yourself too lowly. Don't, think, don't go swing the pendulum the other way and think of yourself too lowly because all of the other parts need you. And so that's every one of us in this room this morning. Children, grown-ups, adults, whatever, whatever, rich, poor, old, young, male, female, whatever category if you want to place yourself in, don't think of yourself too lowly because all of the other parts in this body need you. Um, so let me, let me read 1 Corinthians 12. Hopefully it's going to come up on the screen um, or on the wall. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 to 11, if you want to follow along or want to read behind me, I think. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters. I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, should have put that in black, bold, different color. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. And these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Thank you, Josh. Now to each one. I love how Eugene Peterson paraphrases this in the message version. He says, each person is given something to do that shows who God is. And I hope that's came through the last few weeks that we've, we have been talking about gifts. We're not, we're not wanting to enter into this conversation. Hopefully it will fulfill you. That would be great. Hopefully it will fulfill the programs, the church events that we have on. But it's not just for that. It's not just to fulfill you as an individual. It's not just to, in order to get 
more volunteers so that you can fill your, your programs or your events. It's in order to reveal and point to who God is. It's in order to reveal and point to his goodness and his, and his kindness, his love and his mercy. And each one have been given for the common good. Again, Eugene Peterson paraphrasing this says, everyone gets in on it and everyone benefits. The New Living Translation of verse 7, speaking about this, um, emphasizing this language of common good, spiritual gifts. The spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. And I'm always, I'm always cautious. I feel like I'm always maybe conscious of saying some stuff that would make you respond out of guilt or make you respond out of feeling bad. Um, but in some ways, I still, want to be, I still want to be able to say this, that we miss out, we all miss out when your gift is left undiscovered. For, to each one has been given, and we miss out, the, but we all miss out when your gift is left undiscovered, when your gift is left unwrapped, when your gift is left unused. And so I'm, I don't want people to hear that feeling guilty or feeling bad. I'm wanting, us to, I'm wanting you to think of yourself appropriately, as, as Paul said. Think of yourself in the right way. And then the right way is that you're a loved, you're loved son and daughter. You are chosen. You are gifted. And we're longing for each one of us to find it, to discover it, to unwrap it, to use it. This, 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 this idea of the common good just struck me over the, last, over the last number of days. And the, 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 Greek, word that, um, the, the Greek word that is used is simphero. Simphero, where we, get our, where we get our English word symphony. So I was so caught up by this word that I found myself um, last night and even this morning just watching clips of those big symphonic orchestras um, playing these incredible pieces, I couldn't help us. Like I'm never, like I'm not into that at all. I'm very like, but I just find myself watching it and just being quite. A, like it was almost quite emotive. Some of the the watching the conductor and watching all of the parts play their play their bit. The problem with watching it on YouTube is that the next video is um, classic symphonic feels. Like every time I get this, every time I'm getting so caught up in the moment, I find myself clicking the button to watch the man hitting the drum, the big drum. I should have had the video on. Hits the drum too hard, it flings out of his head, and hits the girl playing the violin in the head and knocks her off her chair. Um, so like I'm caught up in the moment and then cannot help myself but flick on to the next video. But there's something beautiful, something beautiful about watching all of the parts play their bit, all of them working together, the the big parts, the little parts, the solos, the all of that working together, playing their part for the common good. The, the way that this is defined, this, this symphero is defined um, in the dictionary is, is to properly combine in a way that brings gain, to properly bring all of the things together in a way that brings benefit or advancement. So I, I'm so glad I watched some of those videos because there's something about that language that is nice in some ways, but it's just it, it's watching it in action that actually you be, you, you, it makes it makes sense. Saying properly combined in a way that brings gain doesn't have the same impact as watching this 
all um, being played out uh, before your eyes. This morning, I I also want to I also want to take a few minutes um, just to talk a wee bit about the uniqueness and the distinctness of these gifts. Distinctness is that a word? Don't think so. Um, the uniqueness of these gifts. These are these are gifts that have in some way divided, and I didn't want to ignore that this morning as much as I would love to. At times, um, if we bring up uh, if we bring up Lila's char- uh, model again, just again, just so that it's in our in our minds as much as anything else. I as I was thinking through this week and what I wanted to talk about, I was wondering if we. I would need to speak to Lila and ask Lila's permission. She might have her lawyers on me. But I was wondering this week if there's part of, after looking at this today, is there some? Is there maybe we, another circle that we could add in? Maybe not. Maybe it could fit into one of these other ones. Either way, I just want to keep highlighting this, this that central point, that goal, that purpose, that gifting in the middle, um, and all of these things that are so important around that. And so we've talked a wee bit about our, our skills, things, things that that our, our personality, our ability, we, we discover some of our giftings there. What burdens our heart, um, the voice and the wisdom of others, but also keeping in mind our physical, emotional well-being. But as, as, we, as we look through these gifts that we're talking about today, I don't think that they're based on personality. I don't think that they're based on our abilities. I think they are supernatural. Well, they are. <laughs> They are supernatural, and maybe they, maybe you can help me. Maybe they fit into one of these categories. But I wonder if there is, this is just so unique. It's so distinct. And the challenge with these gifts are, and I and I recognise that in this room we I love the diversity of this room, different backgrounds, different cultures, different nations. And I don't know what you're understanding. I don't know how how you've been brought up thinking about these charismatic gifts whether you've been brought up wondering or being in an environment where you were told that these gifts that we've read through, and we'll read through them again, um, the message of wisdom, of not the word of knowledge, uh, the gift of faith, gift of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of prophecy, gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. For maybe for some of us in the room, we were told that they're not for today. Maybe this is language you're not familiar with, but it's 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 um, cessationism is this idea that the charismatic gifts ceased at the end of the apostolic age, and so whenever Jesus whenever Jesus returned, uh, ascended, and the apostolic age ended, that um, the charismatic gifts ceased. These gifts ceased. And you don't hear me saying this very often. And, um, but part of me wants just to, to actually be able to, to be bold enough to say that's wrong. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of places that we could go to. Um, I want to just draw attention to 1 Corinthians 1 for, for a start. For in him... Uh, Paul speaking to the church in Corinth, for in him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you, 
Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. And so that, in some ways, maybe that seems a lot to be able to say that's wrong based on this one verse, but I want to strongly suggest that these gifts are given to us until Jesus comes back. And unless something has happened and we're all still here, Jesus still hasn't come back. And until he does, these spiritual gifts have been given until he is revealed, until he comes back again. And part of the reason why I want to talk about this this morning is because I still want to acknowledge that I do have lots and lots of sympathy for people who, um, who know, who believe, who hold to the, um, to the doctrine or the belief that the gifts are not for today. I have loads of sympathy for it because there has been and there is some crazy there is some stuff that is done in the name of charismatic um, giftings that are crazy, that are so far removed from the character and the person of Jesus that I have sympathy for why you would, to, to quote a preacher that I heard, that you would throw the charismatic baby out with the crazy bathwater. And that, we can be guilty of that. That, could be, that, that is something that I have done. That has been something I've wrestled with. After watching all of the abuse, all of the crazy, then it's just easier to believe that they're not for today. It would just be so much easier to say that they're not for today. And I struggle to be able to do that. As much as I've wanted to do it, as I watched the crazy, I still couldn't, I still couldn't say that they were not for today based on what I felt the scriptures were telling me totally convinced that if it's drawing, if some of the behaviors are drawing attention to yourself, then it's, it's wrong. I think if people are saying that something came over them and they can't help it, I think that that is wrong. I don't believe that that is the case. And so if you've been in environments where people have operated in a way that is crazy, but have used, um, have used the language of the, some of these charismatic gifts as a way to justify it, that is, I want to suggest strongly again that that's wrong. Because 1 Corinthians 14, uh, towards the end of that chapter, Paul reminds the, the church that the spirit of the prophets is under the control of the prophets. And so people say that something comes over them and they can't help it. That's not right. Because Paul is clearly saying that you, you, you do have control you do know what you're doing. God is, he goes on to say, he goes on to clarify, for God is not a God of disorder, but a God of peace. And I recognize that we are to yield. We, and we've talked about that, especially in our midweeks over the last few while, we're talking a lot about submission. And so sometimes that could be used. We'll say that I've just submitted and whatever God wants to do, he can do. But I hope you've heard me saying enough. I think as we, as we watch the words of Jesus, as we watch the language that is used of the Holy Spirit, he's invited us into partnership. And we don't, ab think of this, sounds very lofty, but think about this this morning, we don't abdicate our autonomy. That, 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 just, that doesn't happen. We're still, uh, we still know what we're doing. We're still... Um, 
We're still in control of what we're doing, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. And we are to submit, but at the same time, he has invited us into partnership. I just want to, I just want to run through these gifts again really quickly. Um, because again, unlike last week, I think they are distinct. I think they are not based on personality or ability. I think even for some of them, they can be given for a moment. They can, they can be given for a situation. Like the message of wisdom. The message of wisdom is a, is a word from God unique to a situation. And I think there's probably stories that are in this room that we could, that would be good to hear. Uh, we've had people, I think, again, in this room, people that I know that have responded to uh, words, of, words of knowledge. Um, again, a specific word from God uh, for a specific time, a specific situation. And how amazing would it be to have this gift, the gift of faith, a supernatural confidence against the odds? Because so many, so often, and I don't know if, I don't know if you're like me. In some ways, I hope, I hope that you're not, because sometimes there's these big prayer requests come through the WhatsApp group, and I try with everything within me to muster up as much faith as I can. And, I, and I'm reading through this week, and I'm just like, oh Lord, for some of these situations, for these people that are really close these people that we love so much, I'd love the gift of faith, just to have that supernatural confidence against the odds, um, gifts of healing, um, miraculous powers, prophecy. Uh, again, just that speaking a God-anointed word. And then speaking in tongues and interpretation. And I don't know if that, some of that needs more conversation. We don't have time for it today. But Paul speaks like the Corinthians were big tongue speakers. Um, and Paul actually has a lot then to say to them in verses, uh, in chapters 14 specifically. It's acknowledged here in the verses that we've read this morning. But he's a lot to say to them in chapter 14. Um, oh, we don't have time to go into them today. But I just want to say to you that wholeheartedly, totally convinced that these gifts are real, that these gifts are for today. And in some ways I can't understand why we wouldn't want to see more of it. Why would we not want to see more healings and more prophetic words, more anointed words and moments from, from God? But what has challenged me, and again I think this is part of what I, why I wanted to share this, theologically I am... 100% not a cessationist. I 100% believe that the gifts are real and the gifts are for today. But, as I, cons but as, I, as I sat with this today, as I sat with this over the last few days, I wonder, I wonder am I guilty of being a functional? So theologically, I'm not a cessationist, but I wonder if I'm a functional cessationist. Because there's times where I... Will believe, I'll believe this and I'll, and I'll hold to the idea that if God wants to give it, he will. Almost as passive, and that's part of, my, part of my personality, that sort of passive nature. If it happens, it happens. If God wants to give it, he will give it. But then I'm so struck by these words, and this is why I'm, I'm finishing with this, 1 Corinthians 14, and then I've asked David just to come and pray for us. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy.
And so sometimes I, I'll sit with that. If God wants to give it, then he will. If he wants healing, miraculous, powers, prophecy, if he wants to give it, he'll give it. If it happens, it happens. And then you flick to 1 Corinthians 14. As you watch Paul flesh this out, and he says, eagerly desire. We, I think we miss, we miss the power, the strength behind what Paul is saying here. Because that word desire, again, in the Greek is this word zelu. I'm not going to hash the pronunciation, but Philemon's back to Greece, so it's okay. Zelu, it's where we get our word zealous. This idea of burning with zeal. And I read that, and I'm like, that's, that, that is not often where I'm at when it comes to this. That each one of us has been given a gift, a spiritual gift for the common good. And I just wonder for, my, for myself, and I wonder maybe for you, is that something you want to wrestle with today? I wonder is it if we don't see it because we don't burn with zeal for it. We don't eagerly desire it. And so I'm deeply challenged by that today. And I, and because I'm so deeply challenged by it, I, I want David to <laughs> sort of pass on the responsibility this morning. I want David to be the one to, to pray for, to pray for us. I think if um, if it's between me and David to get somebody to to pray a burning of zeal, I would rather it be David than me. So this feels like I'm putting a lot of pressure in this prayer that you're praying, David, but I'm, I, don't, I didn't intend to do that. No pressure, it's not me praying. I'm going to disagree with something you just said, Neil. No, I'm only joking, sort of. Um, let's stand to our feet. We're going to pray. Um, can I have those gifts up on the, sta- or up on the, on the screen? Uh, can I just, as we pray, can I just, it is, it is a slight sort of thing about situational use of gifts. There are moments where the Spirit comes on us and in situations things happen. But actually the gifts are given for you to steward, like Neil said with zeal. And so yes, there are moments when things happen, but everyone in this room has a gift. And it's in family that we, we discern those gifts and then we start to steward them. So whatever your occupation and career is, you put time, you put energy, it's the same with the gifts. We start to seek the Lord and ask, um, what is it that you've put in my heart? How am I meant to use this? Who am I meant to use this with? We then start to invest our time, our talent, and our treasure in the giftings that he has given us and steward them wisely because they are how we build the church. And can I suggest that each one of these all have to be done in love? And so as we pray, I think that's the main thing, just as I was praying at the back, that's, that's what I want to pray over us that everything that we are given in giftings from the Father, it has to be rooted in a heart of love. And I have to search myself because sometimes I do it out of duty. I do it out of, oh, this feels good or it looks good. And so, Father, I ask right now, will you search our hearts? And that, Lord, everything that we do from this church, no matter how big or small we feel it is, that we would do it from a place of love. And I ask, Father, that you would break our hearts for those around us that need your hope and that need your love. 
And I pray, Father, that out of that seed of love, all of these gifts will flourish and thrive. And I pray in this family you would help us to discern with one another the giftings that we have. And I would encourage you just to look at those because I think you'll know in your own heart things that you carry. And if you carry those things, then I'd love you to talk to us as leaders that we can help you steward them with praying for you, with giving you opportunity, with things that you can read, with scriptures that can fill you. And so, Father, I pray right now for discernment in each one of us individually for the giftings that we have. Let me just finish with this prayer. I ask the Lord to give us a heart of faith to trust the Spirit and the Spirit's work in our lives. I ask that you would give us a heart that desires the gifts of the Spirit for the common good And I ask to be open to the gifts of the Spirit in me and in others around me. Amen.